0: Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, everybody. It's John Pollock, and I am joined
1: by... Wei Ting here. And this is a special free edition of the Post Daily News Update. We have been doing these Monday to Friday throughout the month of November, and they are available at youtube.com/slash post wrestling. And if you want to listen to the audio version of them, you can sign up at Post WrestlingCafe.com. Hello everybody. Welcome to our post daily news update for Friday, November the nineteenth. I am John Pollock. Hello, way. Hey John, what's up? Uh lots. There's lots to talk about. We were doing this a bit earlier on a Friday. It's obviously uh pressing news here to talk about the latest round of WWE cuts um with each one i think that we're more uh more or less immune to the the shock of these surprises way and we say it every time that this just appears to be the new course of action for the company that these aren't even spaced out months apart these we're just getting off the latest uh the latest wave a couple of weeks ago and adding eight more names to the mix
0: yeah it doesn't necessarily seem to be you know uh, any sort of regularity in the timing of these anymore and um i it, it seems to be just a whatever it, it is convenient so we i mean it, it's kind of nerve wracking obviously if you're a member of the roster to not know when these would uh, appear and yeah So we'll go over the names here,
1: and I'll just list them off, and then we can maybe uh, break down and and talk about uh, some of the individual cuts. But the eight include uh, John Morrison, Jackson Riker, Drake Maverick, uh, the remaining members of Hit Row, all three, Isaiah Swerve Scott, uh, AJ Francis, Top Dalla, and Ashanti the Adonis, as well as Shane Thorne and Tegan Knox. So... I think that there's probably um, a combination that went into some of these. You do have some older performers that, I mean, it it clearly is a directive way of uh, getting a more youthful main roster. Uh, John Morrison would be on the higher end of of these names at the age of 42. But also somebody that, I mean, came in and I thought had a, a... Whether you enjoyed the comedy or not, it was clearly an act that WWE was very invested in with with the Miz uh, and, you know, being in a a very featured spot at WrestleMania this past year. And and I mean, there's the double whammy of it that this comes just weeks after his wife was released and was very upset. And I think understandably so on Thursday night and kind of uh, venting those those frustrations. But um, Jackson Riker, another one, 39 years of age. Drake Maverick, I think anyone could see that you know where his slot was on the main roster that unfortunately he would find himself amongst um a wave of cuts and it seemed that he had the ultimate video ready to run as soon
0: as this call came. Oh my god, this guy I I mean this this took a lot of time to produce and so I don't know how how long he had it uh, been waiting for something he had like this. to have known for a while like it was
1: it was so well done like just the sit down and and then <laughs> in walks himself to confront his former
0: self um you have to watch this like what a talented dude this guy is yeah conceptual conceptually i i think it's absolutely brilliant you know it starts off basically exactly the same as his last video and instead uh, just completely takes you on a ride after that. So if you haven't seen it, I won't really say anymore, but this is a man who very clearly thought, how do I get ahead of this? You know, How do I use this to my advantage? There's gonna be a great amount of attention on all of us for a brief moment at the moment that we are announced to be released. How do I use that to my advantage to springboard me to the next chapter of my career? and uh this man did it probably better than anybody i have seen um so you know i don't know how how in demand of a talent drake maverick is but certainly he has elevated his stock that much higher uh and and this is the second time he's done it coming off of one of these releases so uh really absolutely incredible job
1: um Tegan Knox is a real unfortunate one. Like here is someone who just had obstacle after obstacle uh, with with all of the knee surgeries that she had dating back to the first May Young Classic and then getting the call up over the summer for this disjointed team with Shotzi that was booked in those non-title matches went nowhere. They split up the team. And I thought when they split them, and she was drafted to raw like i I'd looked at Tegan Knox as someone like they they need bodies in this women's division, uh, but they clearly had no plans for her. she did nothing nothing since the draft, and unfortunately finds herself cut but um you know, she's one of those names that, that I, I could see. Like we always look at AEW first and foremost, I think, of of potential landing spots. And I don't know how many landing spots there are going to be for this crop, but I could see Tegan Knox. But it's a very different landscape that she is going back to than the one she left when she signed with WWE.
0: I absolutely think that there's uh, far more, I think, demand right now within AEW for experienced women. Uh, female wrestlers and women who have uh, established a a certain level of name value and star power and people who uh, haven't necessarily like people who fit the narrative of of um talents that have um been considered perhaps you know wasted potential uh, or not being given their fair due in the wwe and i certainly feel like Tegan knox fits that to a t um (laughs) i know uh, yeah. Sorry about that. But um, I, I think it's, it, it's, it's of course very unfortunate, but at the same time, I think she's developed a great deal of that va- name value for the audience who really wants to see her succeed. We've all been along for the ride with her as she's going, she's gone through those heartbreaking injuries. And I think you immediately have an incredible baby face that. For whatever reason, like the WWE main roster never took advantage of. Yes, she 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 suffered a number of very unfortunate injuries, but in that time, she developed a great story and a great comeback story that they never once mentioned on on uh, SmackDown or you know whatever she was doing with Shotzi and Knox. So it's it's really unbelievable that I mean, why even call her up? What did they see in her for those f- first f- f- few months? That they ultimately decided, um, you know, was was worthless. So that one specifically perplexing. pairing those two together, like if you like, they broke up
1: Shotzi and Ember in NXT to create this team that they brought up, and obviously the the idea was creating challengers, but they went about it in just the most like non-directional way of <laughs> still just, waiting like, for a title shot.
0: There's th- oh. the
1: eternal title shot that will never come. Um, so. Yeah, she is one that I I could certainly see. But we'll talk about kind of just an overall landscape issue as well. But of course, the the and uh, Shane Thorn we mentioned here, he's 36 years of age. Certainly, you could imagine uh, at some point re- reconnecting with with Mikey Nichols. There's I think that Mikey reunion. Nichols
0: already tweeted it out. So so there um, you go. Pretty um, sure that's happening.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, someone a very uh, like you know he had the the NXT tenure and then the main roster. I mean just. Another casualty of retribution,
0: but yeah, I I think you know so so many of the uh, um you know uh, talent from Australia, I think they're they're really perfect fits for what New Japan might be looking for right now. Uh, Mikey Nichols already has that connection, and I I think Shane Thorne and you know TMDK reforming in a New Japan would really be perfect.
1: And then we have Hit Row, which are of course going to be the ones that 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 jump out, and it is on the surface absolutely. Mind-boggling that this, this act, one of the most, I think, unique and um, interesting acts that WWE, regardless of roster, has cultivated this year, uh, they are all gone by now. And I would have to suspect, Wade, that there, that there is more to this than, than some of the other cases that we have here because it just makes absolutely no sense.
0: When you say more, you know, do do you? I mean, have it was
1: suspicion? it was stated like in, in the Observer. I mean, it kind of alludes to the fact of, of like Top Dollar rubbing people the wrong way. Um, that's kind of vague, but my my meaning of it being more to it than that is that this is not where we're just trying to make a number and and making these cuts or this being an age thing or anything mm-hmm. like that. This is an act that was. Um, Yes, it it kind of came up in the in the prior NXT, but was very much of like this was a W for NXT that has not had many Ws this year. It was brought, it was fast tracked to the main roster. It had just started a feud last week uh, with Jinder Mahal and and Shanky. Mm-hmm. It's completely abrupt, and I I think it's just it's a tremendous act. All of them, I think, all four now, um, Brianna Brandi. I hope that she has trademarked
0: Fab B because she should totally use (laughs) that name after uh, WWE. She can, but to be quite honest with you, any four of these guys, I think, have proven to have the creative uh, potential to not necessarily need to even rely on the hit row name. Simply the four of them being attached together and, you know, this of anybody, I think Brianna Brandy, I mean, she's got to be upset, you know, for for anybody. But the fact that the four four of them can be reunited again, um, the chemistry is just so perfect between the four of them that uh, we're going to get that somewhere else. If the WWE doesn't want them, somebody else will take them and they will make a lot of money with them uh Todd Dollar is you know who knows like what what the reason is but like when you look at the, the people that they are keeping he fits that like so well you know he's big he can talk he's, he's 6'5 he's, he's over
1: 300 pounds he's uh, young he's nfl a former, background he's former, 31 like, he checks off every box of what nxt 2.0 is trying to create to show people that we can create new stars he was thrown on like that a and e show as the host like they clearly saw a ton of potential in this guy and was probably viewed as the most valuable of the four internally in wwe
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, you know, like putting him on the reality TV show, uh, like it just seemed like his his potential was just so much higher than, um, you know, even what hit row would have been. So to see all of them get get cut right away is incredibly disappointing. You know, somebody like Swerve, um, I think, is just was just getting started in this company and probably even with unfortunately
1: him on his own, uh, like not a good fit not a good fit for for what what their vision is now like it was he and ashanti the adonis were as part of that collective they had that value on their own i i certainly would have seen them them struggling like i think Mm -hmm. this is really was a group that they saw built around top dollar and i just man go back and watch that that cypher celebration in july and then tell yourselves that by the end of the year all four of these
0: will be gone from the company and it's it's stunning it's absolutely stunning it's a it's a stunning choice by the comp by the wwe but i mean i i don't worry about these four because i know for a fact like they will they will go on to be successes in this industry it's just for whatever reason the wwe choosing to create these people and giving somebody else like this 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 blank check hey like we built these people up now you guys can go and make money um so they can do that on their own but like i'm sure any promotion would be you know that that's a good question but how many promotions where? are their way yeah it's true it's like true. this this group is not going
1: to walk into new japan together um there's no ring of honor option like impact is there but this is the other part of the whole thing is that are any one of these individuals going to go into an impact and increase their business through the roof like like we saw with AEW involvement like yeah it it's like over time like has impact greatly grown its base over the last year and that was with frequent Kenny Omega matches and, and appearances so it's it becomes tough when you have talent that's coming off of WWE television that is you know was making a certain amount and and now like what are your options like it it really is AEW or a bit of a of an unknown, and you're in a the most crowded landscape possible of free agents that somebody, like a John Morrison, if this had happened a year ago, two years ago, I think you look at, man, he's got so many different options, he's going to be fine. And today, I think it's there's much more of a question of where a 42-year-old John Morrison lands. Like, that's that's not a guy that AEW needs to jump to the phone instantly to get And if not, then I I think you also have to measure your expectations if you're any of these talent of what is the available financial options out there for companies that are coming out of a pandemic independence that I mean, it's it's how much they can afford and how much are these people going to necessarily jump their business? Because like impact is loaded with like a lot of names. There's a lot of places that have have names and talent, but is there the demand of the fan base to be able to support all these different places? That's, that's the kind of ongoing struggle.
0: Yeah. In terms of money. I mean, again, I don't really know what these guys were making, uh, but if, if it was a main roster contract, I think that'll be very hard to perhaps match, but um, creatively I think they will be far more fulfilled. And also their opportunities outside of, you know, strictly just being professional wrestlers, I think will be that much greater. Um, I, I imagine all almost all four of them will probably looking at be, be looking at some sort of like, um, I don't know, music making type of um uh, venture between the four of them in conjunction with their wrestling careers, Uh maybe taking that a, a little bit deeper than than they have already, and. uh It's a great question, you know, like is, are there full-time slots for these wrestlers or is, is it more of a hybrid model now, you know, where you work the occasional dates for, I don't know, an impact, stay on TV or stay on TV through it, even an MLW or something like that. And then on the side, do your side hustles, make your money elsewhere to to make up for that amount. Creatively, like I would look at Hit Row that, I mean, they, I think
1: creatively they would be very fulfilled in an impact or an MLW, it, it just comes down to, like, how, how many dates can an MLW offer you a year? How many, uh, like, what what is that side of the equation? To me, I, I would be very intrigued by by Hit Row in whatever its incarnation would be, just storming into AEW, instant feud with the acclaimed, the the stuff they had going on with the Young Bucks. Like, there's there's tons of stuff there, I think, that I could see a lot of value in, in those four together. Um, B-, b fab i mean for for her it's and, and you could throw it in for for top dollar as well like these are relatively new performers top dollar had his first match over the past year um you know brianna brandy it's you know that's that's a high bar um to just walk into aew if she's going to be looked at to to wrestle as well like there's not that that necessity like it's it's the four of them are stronger together than apart
0: totally absolutely.
1: So there you go those are some thoughts on on the cuts coming out of this but just overall when you look at the sheer number of cuts um not even looking at last year's cuts that we had but this year alone like there are going to be some people way that i imagine will either be occasional performers or ultimately leaving the industry like there are not going to be full time positions
0: for 80 people it's true absolutely yeah and that's sort of the unfortunate side effect but the alternative is you stay employed by this company, but you're not used at all. You're spending your whole day in catering like if you're shane thorne i I get the sense he i mean the money I'm sure was great the security I'm sure is great but at thirty six it's
1: like if you have a desire to really succeed like these are key years like you're not getting younger at thirty six
0: mm-hmm. i mean it's like there's a, there's a lot to be said for creative fulfillment there's a lot to be said for professional wrestlers actually going out there and wrestling and being used. Um, So I, I get that sense from him. I get that sense from Tegan Knox. I get the sense from Drake Maverick, people who actually just want to perform and create. And if they can make a living doing it, then that's a bonus. Uh, And I hope that a lot of them can, you know, I hope that there's at at least enough sustenance in that industry to give them incomes to sustain their, their current lifestyles. Um, But I think simply being in the public eye for a lot of them mentally, creatively will be, will be better than where they were. Uh, within this company
1: yeah and it's going to be like i've always talked about i talked about it when when bfab was released and just like this this hole you have if you're a viewer of smackdown and all of a sudden you tune in one week and one member is gone and just no explanation we're going to get the ultimate one when the miz comes back to raw and we're probably going to get no mention of john morrison it's like that is just so uh awkward Totally. Like if, you're not, if you somehow are not following this, and I imagine most are that are watching Raw, but nonetheless, just as storytellers, um, all of a sudden this guy has disappeared that was attached yeah. at the hip of yeah. The Miz, who who himself is going to be hurt by this. He is a better performer working off of people, whether it's Maurice or John Morrison. Um, so, I Agreed. mean, it,
0: it does harm one of their existing acts and one of their featured ones. I mean, in their mind, they probably think, oh, well, I mean, The Miz is a star here. We can really pair anybody with him, and we might as well pair somebody younger, maybe an Austin Theory with The Miz, you know? Like, they're thinking, I think, they're just looking at stats on paper. This person is this old. Why are we devoting this much TV time to this person who's not, who we're not going to, you know, eventually headline a WrestleMania with? And And that's really unfortunate. And as far as, you know, not mentioning these releases, I mean, that's just been their M.O., their entire existence i mean there's a very lack there's a real lack of care for the details in their on-screen presentation that's why they don't give a shit when you know people suddenly appear from one show to another and they certainly wouldn't give a shit when you know all of a sudden hit row is no longer a part of this feud with gender mahal um they 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 just assume that their audience either doesn't care or doesn't remember and you have to imagine Wade, like with um the hit row example when
1: you just kicked off kicked off an angle last friday like i i am sure that this that the creative team just gets this throwing on them that all of a sudden
0: uh these three are all gone um it's them it's it, it it's the video video game people i constantly feel oh my god <laughs> you know the like don't even bother people. you know like just wait until the week before to do all your renders oh man yeah Yeah, another unfortunate day in a long list of them uh, for
1: WWE is the numbers just grow and grow of all of these cuts and I just I hope that this is an industry that can expand and support such a thriving free agent market that's That's, so concentrated in two big companies at the moment
0: yeah yeah I mean I think it'll definitely take a while for like a real number three to to get up there and thrive uh, you know up there even with an AEW but the talent is there, and and like you know, companies like Impact and MLW really stand to gain a whole lot of attention from a lot of fresh blood. Um And maybe but you also have to ask competitor. people why why are people not watching Impact or MLW
1: or ROH in these like in enough numbers that can really make mm-hmm. one of those such a big three? And I think that's the question of. It's so much content on TV, and what are those companies doing that WWE and AEW are not fulfilling for the fan? And the fact is, if you're a wrestling fan, you're getting a lot of what you want from one company or the other with, I think, less, less desire for more. You can get more on top of that, but how big is that number of people?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. I mean, we've seen
1: it with New Japan. Like New Japan interest, you cannot deny is is down throughout the pandemic, and uh, some of that's the pandemic, absolutely. And who they've been limited to to be to be using on their roster, but it's also like I think AEW has filled a lot of people's um, a lot of the holes that a WWE fan may feel disenfranchised by. That AEW has fulfilled, and I'm getting my fix there with three hours a week. I, I can't fit more into it. So I I can't say for certain like a third company would be viable. And I mean, for the industry, it would be great. It would be great if all of these companies could um, lift themselves because the talent is certainly out there.
0: Yeah, I think you also have questions of, you know, accessibility for some of these smaller companies and also ultimately relevance, you know, in the grand creator conversation of of what people are watching, what people are talking about in online communities. But I do always think that there's a chance for people to break through. Like the fact that we're ta- even talking about Drake Maverick's Twitter video mm-hmm. tells you that there's interest in great, great, creative, good work that's out there. So um, I think everybody stands a chance. Uh Dave Meltzer reported in the Wrestling Observer newsletter that
1: Triple A was informed on Wednesday that Kenny Omega will be getting surgery and won't be able to face El Hio del Vikingo at Triple Mania in uh, Monterey coming up on December the 4th. So uh, AAA apparently has an idea for a backup plan, but it has not been finalized, according to Dave's report. And he goes on to say that Omega will be getting surgery for his shoulder, knee and abdominal issues and like likely for a septum issue using different specialists. The surgeries will not be that major. And his expectation would be for him to return in or around late February. But Tony Khan has told him to take the time off that he needs. So that answers the question about Triple Mania. And he's, he's getting the full tune-up. He is in. going and getting just open up the hood and fix everything. Um, oh, yeah, yeah wow. it's, it, it sounds like a, a laundry list uh, of issues, and I'm sure that he's been uh, dealing with a lot. Like the shoulder, um, you know, he he has spoken in the past that he's been able to work matches without the need of, like, using his shoulders and such. Um, fe- February sounds like let, let's not just, you know, there's no Race. rush. It's not like you, d- you don't need like- to rush back. You totally don't need to rush back. This company is not in a position where it is contingent on one person. Kenny Omega has been a huge pillar for them, but you are more valuable to us healthy for a longer period of time rather than racing back and you just go till the wheels fall off, which may not be all that far off if if you don't take care of yourself now. He's probably gone through god
0: knows how much injury-wise during this title reign um that and he has it, just worked he, through. He could take a full year off if he if he really needs to. You know, like I hope in that time he focuses on the video game focus if he still has any hand in the women's division maybe maybe you know con- contribute that way, but mo- most importantly I want him to have a long career. You know, we all want that. We all want him to wrestle into his 50s if if it's very possible. Um but he, you know, he, he, you're also talking about an AEW that is in great shape right now and really not in need like it, it, we're at a time where John Moxley can take time off um Kenny OMegan can take cut time off chris Jericho, if he wanted to, can take time off, and you still have enough star power on that show to keep things afloat and, and, and Jericho that- will be like the- for Like they have a big, big Fozzie tour coming up. Like Mm -hmm. they're
1: like, that is all built in. And you're right. This company can last. And in a scenario where we're going to have a scenario likely where Moxley, Omega and Jericho are gone. And I don't I don't think they are going to suffer from those losses. Like those three, they have helped put this company into a position where, um, you know, there's a wealth of stars that they can uh, maneuver to. And it's backed by booking that has been able to
0: add to that mix. And in, in many cases, these sort of absences only help to increase the star power of a Kenny Omega for that big return. You know, they'll build things around it. And by the time he comes back, he will be this. His legend will only grow from from the absence. It's a real shame we're not going to get that match with Vikingo. And I think it kind of sucks for AAA, you know, to kind of loan their championship. But, I mean, they gained a lot of value from Kenny being attached to their brand, too. But, um. I think, you know, in Kenny's mind, they probably feel like, okay, I owe you guys one. And I, I think that Vakingo match will hopefully be still be, you know, something that we'll, we'll see down the line. And maybe it'll be a bit bigger by the time we get there. Dynamite on Wednesday, coming out of full gear, did
1: 984,000 viewers, 480,000, a point three seven in the 18-49 to 49 demo from Brandon Thurston and Buzz Daily. It was their best number since October the 6th, and they were third for the night among Cable uh, behind the two NBA games. Uh, the big increases were male viewers. Uh, males thirty-five to forty-nine were up twenty-four percent from the week prior. Men eighteen to forty-nine up fourteen percent. Although their eighteen to thirty-four demo was down nine percent. Um, so I think it like if you use the figure of like an eight percent hit that they are taking because of the the time zone changes uh, going live. I mean this this would push this one. Uh, above a million uh but this this was not the the level of show coming out of all out
0: yeah yeah kind of maybe in line with with projections uh i you know i kind of feel like i don't know how how much there is to to you know panic or at least like um study until that tbs move which i think will change a whole lot and uh we're what four weeks five weeks away from that yeah january 5th so you know, month and a half. Yeah.
1: Um, Canada, actually, they did a very big number. They did 130,600 viewers, which was up 64% from the week before and their highest since the post-all-out edition of Dynamite. And tonight... Canada uh Rampa- loves cowboy shit. Uh, they, they clearly do. Uh, Rampage tonight is the taped show from Wednesday. Darby Allen against Billy Gunn, Jade Cargill against Red Velvet in the TBS tournament, and Adam Cole... Brings a fish to a fist fight against
0: Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. You know, I see a lot of continued online sentiment. I mean, you know, anytime WWE announces one of these cuts, it just um, it continues to weather what little goodwill they still have with much of the I would say, you know, online fan base that continues to follow them. And more and more like this has been happening every every year now, but more and more people are are finding it difficult to. To continue to support this company and maybe even continue to watch. Ultimately, I mean, do you think it any of this stuff gets reflected in the ratings?
1: Um, my gut says no. Um, I think that there, even when there is the negative sentiment, um, it, it very rarely ever actually affects WWE's business. And the only ones I can really cite of recent memory was. Um, Back when it was the whole fallout of the Jamal Khashoggi murder, where you did see WWE Network numbers go down that quarter and you saw the stock drop, um, which was interesting because that was, I would say, the most negativity they got that there was that you could make a correlation uh, to business. But yeah, over time, um, there's nothing to I I look at it more so as just a sign of. Like I, I also look at it as such a a creatively stifling decision in some and again like maybe maybe there are more details to the hit row stuff but if you saw Paul Heyman's interview with Ariel Hawani he went on this big speech about how he was asked about previous cuts and this was taped obviously before Thursday night's cuts but he talked about how when someone leaves talked about hit row he mentioned hit row yeah. and when one talent leaves it opens up a spot. And people have to be aggressive, go out there, grab that spot, out-talk everybody, be something different on the show. And here you had an act that checked off every box that Paul Heyman listed, and it didn't matter. What does that tell your locker room that is coming up, that are trying to come up with ideas, that are told that even if I hit a home run, it is not making me immune from any of these cuts? It's like Zack Ryder, that at the time, what a blow that was to the entire locker room that saw a guy go out there and jump through all the hoops that they are told to reach this mythical brass ring. And it meant nothing because you didn't do it on our terms. And the guy was just booked into oblivion. And I look at this as like, here is an act you, you could not have put together a better situation for these four to jump onto SmackDown. And none of it mattered in the end.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely perplexing. Um, yeah, we wonder if, if there's more to the story. But for now, it's it's really hard to understand.
1: SmackDown has us, Sasha Banks against Shotzi in the lone match that has been announced there. And quickly, going over the Survivor Series, we'll do this uh, very, very quickly, uh, mainly centered around the top two matches that I think are the the only ones really of note on the show. Biggie against Roman Reigns. Is this a foregone conclusion? Roman Reigns goes over. Do you see anything uh, creatively coming out of this beyond that finish?
0: You know, I, I mean, it's always tough to tell, especially when you have two, you know, champions that I would argue uh, neither can can afford a loss right now. I mean, Roman did take a technical loss with that countout thing, but he ended up winning the crown. I, I, I mean, we have a crown at stake, John. So I do feel like you know it 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 should end with Biggie being able to rescue that from the clutches of Roman Reigns for his good friend Xavier Woods. I like um, that. How do they get out of this while preserving both of them? uh maybe biggie takes the loss and then steals the crown as if like you know that somehow balances things i it's 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 tough for me to predict this one
1: yeah you you do have a lot to work with in terms of just um kofi and woods coming to to biggie's aid the usos getting involved like it could be a total mess my bigger question is that no one is going to dispute like roman reigns he has been the unstoppable monster on smackdown but who is this Roman Reigns character built up for? Who is the babyface in waiting to eventually beat Roman Reigns? And the best answer I can give you as to who is the babyface that benefits from the heel Roman Reigns character is Roman Reigns becoming a babyface at the end of all of this and becoming that babyface. I don't necessarily see this benefiting any one big star to eventually topple Reigns cuz that person doesn't exist and Biggie is the best option of the few that you have out there.
0: I think they're waiting for that person. Um, frankly. Well, yeah, let's right. let's
1: wait some more. Like, who's it going to be? Is it Von Wagner? Like, <laughs> there is nobody in the periphery that you can even look like 18 months down the road. This, this will be the guy. And we're going to start that story now. Like that person does not exist.
0: Well, when the undertaker was going through a streak, I, I mean, I don't think anybody thought that, you know, ultimately Brock Lesnar would be the one to benefit from that value. But you know like when when pushed against the wall they had to make that decision and then maybe with roman it, it'll be similar but i i actually think like what you're suggesting is probably makes a whole lot more sense that ultimately roman reigns will be the baby face to usurp roman reigns uh the heel and and become the top star of this company again, you know. From from listening to that interview, I, I you know, Heyman is throwing the name of, of Brock Lesnar out there, so we can probably expect like that. To me, seems like a more like the most likely WrestleMania. <laughs> it's Brock Lesnar. He just like takes all the all the long term value. Have from, from you have guy. you ever seen somebody
1: take uh, <laughs> a, a figurative fire extinguisher to destroy any potential uh, fanfare for a rock match at WrestleMania? than when Ariel proposed that. It's like, no, I don't I don't like the timing of uh, rock for next year's mania, which I mean, we know Ka- rock is flat out stated doesn't work for him. Uh, and then he brings what? up like Lesnar as a potential and Ariel's reaction. We just saw it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, hey, why get your fans hopes up when you know it's not going to happen? He did suggest what a better pl- place than Hollywood to bring out the rock. So uh, continuing expectations for maybe the next year's WrestleMania. And we'll even see if that's possible. Um, but I mean, if I had to guess a name for this year's Mania, I, it's gonna be Brock. Yeah, right? I in a perfect world,
1: I I do not think um, Biggie winning would be like I I actually think that would be like a really clever idea in this non-title scenario. Uh, but that is so counter to the way this reigns this Reigns character. It's untouchable and i just i don't see them uh doing that so i imagine i could see your scenario i didn't even brought in the crown idea that reigns gets the win through his whatever nefarious means but biggie gets the moment of at least getting the crown back to woods as kind of his his involvement here. that would but suck i
0: would hate that but i, I
1: mean, would like there's... honestly wait if if that's a scenario we're talking about then i really this is them uh falling to this this traditional brand versus brand deal that benefits none of their existing stories. Cause Biggie should not be getting
0: pinned now at all. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you know, like uh, Biggie, some who, who's Biggie's current opponent, Kevin Owens, like Owens you know, and Seth Owens might get involved or, or
1: maybe there, Seth there's a lot involved. of stuff you can do. None of which I think is going to leave. I, I do not think this should go on last for all the reasons we've listed. Mm-hmm. I just can't see this ending without a lot of run-ins and bullshit that I would end the show with, with Becky and Charlotte. That, that match clearly has the most interest on the show it's maybe the only match that has notable interest
0: yeah yeah i i definitely it's it's the match you know whether or not you're buying into it it's the match with with the most meat on the bone you know as far as story goes um because some of these other like it's it's hard to most of these matches have zero build and if there's any build, it's like one week. And and if there's and, and or,
1: Nakamura or... and Damian Priest have not had <laughs> an interaction. There has not been a challenge. There has been nothing. Uh, I'm sure we get something tonight, but there's like zero, zero for this match. It is a match to make the numbers work for a Raw versus SmackDown uh, best of
0: seven. Yeah, it's really there to fill out the card. I forget half the time who even holds these championships. So, um. We only have six matches as of now, so it, it doesn't even
1: work out that a brand would have the... So maybe we get at least one more match added, so Perhaps, the numbers yeah. make
0: sense. Do you have a, have a prediction for Becky and Charlotte? Um,
1: I could see...
0: I could uh, certainly uh, see... Before I even ask you that, what sort of work shoot stuff do we get to see? In the oh, I
1: think match? they're going to work stuff into it for for to make that absolutely... Um, I think they very much want to play up off all of that because without it it's it's just a match and everyone I think is watching with that so in WWE fashion I'm sure the announcers are going to play into it and will just make it actually unbearable if they have to make it uh hey that's that wasn't listed that's not the no I I actually don't think they'll uh they'll call that it'll also be interesting who's calling this match if it's uh, like a combination of your your broadcast teams or it's the yeah. SmackDown team. Um, I actually think Pat McAfee is going to be awesome on this show because he's going to get to be the Homer for all the SmackDown guys, and I think he will actually be very good on this show.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think uh, you know for for this type of thing, he'll always be a bit of a highlight. Um, my prediction: I think. Uh, I don't think it matters, quite frankly, but I see. Ring the bell, ring the bell. I think Becky, <laughs> Sharpshooter. I, I, I think there's more value in in, in Becky being champ right now. Um, you know, Charlotte's teasing something with with Sasha. Maybe she'll she'll get in the mix, but I feel like you should probably have. It it all, also depends on who's going to win the main event. I think, or or who who's going to win the men's match? Cause well, I th- like this could come down to like it's going to be one Raw, one SmackDown. Yeah, I, would, I I would have to think, or maybe not. They don't have to, but anyway.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's an interesting match in terms of how they put it together. Uh, Nakamura and Damien Priest, I have nothing to say. It's just going to be what makes sense for the, for the numbers uh, that they figure out of which brand is winning. Uh, ditto for the Usos and RK-Bro, although I don't imagine, well, ri- Riddle they, they can beat without any issue because they do it constantly. Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, even that, care
0: to make a prediction. It's just a match. Yeah,
1: no, none of these really matter in terms of who goes over. It's just, it's a numbers thing. And then the uh, the women's match is uh, Roz, Bianca Belair, Carmella, Liv Morgan, Zelina, and Rhea Ripley against Natalia, Sasha Banks, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi, and Tony Storm has been added. So, Tony
0: Storm is, uh, she's back on the roster. Added via tweet. Yes. Which is the way we've been announcing all, all these teams. Um,
1: I think this is a good... Um, Showcase for Bianca. I think she should be kind of the... I would see Raw winning this match with with Bianca kind of uh, leading the way here. But can they coexist? That is the the ultimate question. And then the men's match has uh, Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, and Seth Rollins on Raw against Drew McIntyre, Happy Corbin, Jeff Hardy, and King Woods with a member to be announced, I would assume, tonight. Um, the Raw team is pretty strong. Um SmackDown. I mean, this this could be a good match, I think. Sure. And that's a yeah. Survivor Series. <laughs> it's coming up on Sunday night. We'll be live right afterwards. This has been an extremely cold build for the show. I think maybe we're being charitable that there is... Um, much on this card it's like the build for becky and charlotte has existed uh online and uh go home promo on the mma hour so that is that is the build for the show because if you're just watching tv i don't think this one jumps out at you at all they've done very little on tv to encourage any of this like this is all based on your audience that is following this at a larger level
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this entire card really, I I think the build has just consisted of whatever commercials that they're airing in between Raw and SmackDown. And um, that's, that's really it. So we'll see what they do tonight to drive up interest. But beyond that, um, I I like the build for this one has has been pretty bad. But that's been the case for many of these WWE pay per views, and I often come out of them. I usually come out of them pretty positive because the wrestling it has always, it usually is, is very strong. So I, you know, if you're gonna look for great matches, I I think you'll find it on Sunday.
1: It's not like every WWE pay-per-view is a thumbs-up show, but it's very rare you get a thumbs-down show. And if it is thumbs-down, it's usually a booking decision rather than the actual matches. So I'm with you. I think as a standalone card, I'm sure this is going to be an entertaining show. And while not sold out, I think we'll get a pretty strong crowd out of the Barclays Center just in terms of engagement. You would hope so. This is one of their big arenas that they run. Yeah. But it is no Crypto.com arena. Not yet. Not yet. That's right. Okay, we're back tonight, 1115 Eastern for all members of the Post Wrestling Cafe. Go check uh, that out tonight where we will also take your calls. Uh, But we're not going to bother asking you for Survivor Series thoughts unless you want to volunteer them. Then we will gladly take them. That's it. Goodbye.